Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 148 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. Good morning, today, how are you, honey? Um, <laughs> I was just going to go right into my spiel. Okay, today we are talking with founder of Autoimmune Tribe, intuitive coach, yoga and meditation teacher, vibrational crystal healer, energy worker, and author in the making, Sarah Small. We're really, really excited to talk to her um, today. She's got a really interesting uh, story, and she's just an all-around interesting and amazing woman, so I'm really excited to talk to her. Okay, back to me. Um, me, I'm okay. So my father passed on the 16th, and... Um, I am not very good with any of it, and so I'm just one foot in front of the other. Uh, it happens to everybody. Everybody's, you know, um, parents die, and, and, you know, it just, but um, my dad was bigger than life, and he touched so many people, and I had the most amazing replies and people reaching out uh, from when I was really little all the way up. And uh, neighbors and just people just like, oh, my God, people that kind of knew me, people that really knew me, people that didn't know me at all, but knew me because of my dad or, you know, knew of my dad or, I, you know, I don't know. And so, um, you know, dedicate this show and, you know, the launch of um, Thyroid 30 to him, um, make him proud for sure. He was an entrepreneur at heart and he was amazing. Tiffany got to meet him, even though it was only on um, FaceTime. So that's a treasure for me. Um, <laughs> and me too. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. So I try really hard every day to put one foot in front of the other and some moments are better than others. And yeah, so that's me. Not very uplifting, I know, but that's that's the real deal. And um, pretty much that's what Tiff and I have always done. And I think this might be the first time that we weren't laughing before we started the show. After 147 shows, uh, the first one, we haven't been giggling behind the scenes right when the lady says, okay, your show's about to start. So um, anyway, that's me. Well, we love you and we love Big Al. And um, honestly, I, there's very few times a loss of words, but I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. It's just I something know. you don't know what to say, you know. I'm worried I'm worried about you, worried about you physically, you know, yeah. as long as this is a thyroid show. You know, this is, this is one of those circumstances that can alter your health when it's yeah. a, a, a truly emotional impact. And, you know, you just got to stay on your tippy toes, baby. I know there's lots of people that are going to be watching you to be careful and make sure that you're doing okay. But, um, you know, for all the listeners, it's very important that you are super careful with yourself during these times of emotional crisis. And, uh, you know, and, and we'll that talk seems to Sarah so about selfish. that, about crystals. And, <laughs> and that seems so <laughs> selfish. Well, you know, you're, why? You know, no, but I mean, like, if, it doesn't to me. 
Okay, it doesn't to me at all. But to other people, I know that it does. And that's the frustrating part. To me, it does not. Like I pretty much removed myself as often as I could when I needed my space because I knew what my body could take. But there's other times I wasn't able to do that and I just had to be right in it and and you right. know, I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it. There was no self care going on, you know. Um but for um Are you doing are you doing any special meditations or to really being, you know, careful that that communication stays open with your dad rather than, you know, like blocking off and just I mean, grieving heavily is so important, but it's also important to, you know, um, have another outlet for it. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's writing yeah. letters to your dad or are you, you know, are you doing anything special to help with that? I am. Um, I just thought this morning, I think I'm, I'm at a place where I can, I can do that. I just thought that this morning. So um, but I think yes. that's really important. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like grieving, is. especially when it's somebody so close and someone you loved so much, you know, um, it can be devastating. I, I can tell you honestly, I'm going into 10 years in January of losing my mother, and I didn't do it properly. And you and I both know what that did to my health. I mean, it was like, uh-huh. holy crap on a popsicle stick, you know. And I really look back at people that, lose people that close and I I think what would I have done I would have wished I would have kept some type of something you know I mean I don't know necessarily what that would have been to apply to me but you know and I was going to talk to you about it with you and might as well do it here it seems like the door's open and that's what's that so you're gonna you're gonna write to your dad and just just tell him everything of you know the the people that contacted you I've seen some things on Facebook that are really awesome like really cool things and, and, you know, um, lines of communication that were opened with people that you maybe hadn't spoken to in a long time. And you're going to write about stuff like that to your dad and sort of share that. Or I think that no, would be I really think, good. I don't know. I think I'm just going to talk to him. I think I'm just going to talk to him because like, <laughs> yeah, writing, I talk a lot faster than I can write. And so I think right, I will right, talk right. to him, but I wasn't ready to do that until today. So Anyway, I'm sorry to hijack the show. Um, I know Sarah is with us. I see her with us. Um, so let's get this started. And I'm sure Sarah correctly. has some, some, some input on this too, for sure. She might. She might. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Are you there? Good morning. Hi, ladies. Yes. And I just, I want to say thank you for having me on, but also I'm so sorry for your loss. And there were so many things just going through my head as I was listening to your conversation, thinking about the grieving process and it brought back a lot of memories for me as well. So just I'm thinking about you and and thank you again for having me on today. Absolutely. I think it's super special that, that we're actually talking to you today. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Dana's first day back and, and you know what I mean? It's like, I do believe that everything lines up perfectly and, you know, Mm -hmm. I really think, I mean, I don't think Dana, neither Dana or I planned on that intro. But I think that, you know, this is something we talk about all the time. I mean, literally grieving and and loss of a loved one can absolutely rock the autoimmune, um, you know, uh, drivers. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you can be doing great and then all of a sudden you kind of get, you know, that left field tilt unless you really 
take care of it and, and respect the process and all that. So I think this is actually really, really awesome. And, you know, as, as far as limiting beliefs and all that, or, or just as a side note, um, mm-hmm. I was starting to do really well. Like I had had several nights of uninterrupted sleep and mm-hmm. I had energy and I was working on my sugar and I was doing really good uh, and feeling good and kind of clear brained and things. And so I know this is going to sound silly, but you know, okay. So then right. Just when things get good, you know, you know, the floor, the floor falls out from underneath you and mm-hmm. people set themselves up to fail. And I know that I'm going to have that feeling of if I ever get back to that good sleep and the good, you know, if I get back to that place, I'm going to have that mm-hmm. anxiety of, oh, no, what's going to happen? You know, everything's yeah. lining up and doing good for me. Last time this, right. I was here, my world fell apart, you know. And so once mm-hmm. I get back there, I know I'm going to have that like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. That so moment say, of say it like you mean it. Yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't think of any other word there. Sorry. Um. Uh, and I know I'm going to have that, and so I'll have to work through it. I'm aware of it right now, but it's definitely limiting. I can I can tell you that. Mhm. Yeah, I think we have to start to shift the um, fear and the anxiety around. Okay, well, what's going to happen next? Like, sh- surely something else is going to happen that shit's going to hit the fan again. And instead, um, what I've done a little bit in my grieving process is start to expect miracles, expect and and just see those amazing things coming forth in your life and expecting those things to happen uh, instead of expecting the worst thing to happen, which was completely the state I was in for so many years of my life was just, oh, well, I'm surrounded by drama. And so drama will keep happening. And then this I wouldn't consider it drama, but like the worst, you know, the, this insurmount, insurmountable loss then happened when my brother committed suicide and it was just, your world is rocked. And, you know, I didn't expect it to happen and it, it completely changed me forever. Uh, you guys are talking about writing letters and that's actually something I did right after Jordan passed was I would write to him almost every night for about a month. And then I let go of the practice, but I go back to that journal. It's this purple journal that I can see it right now. It's sitting on my, my shelf and I wrote to him and I look back and sometimes I read that on the anniversary of his death, which was about three years ago. But I read those and, you know, I usually cry when I'm reading them, but it's like a good cry. It's, it, I tell yeah, my community, beautiful. yeah, I tell my community all the time that losing my brother was the, the hardest, most horrible thing that has ever happened in my life. And at the same time, it completely cracked me open in this beautiful, beautiful way, because those, especially the two weeks, it sounds like you're kind of in that right now, those two weeks after losing him, I, there was no filtering my emotions everything that I felt inside came right onto the the surface because I had no energy to hide anything I was feeling anymore. It all came out and it was actually so relieving. And I could take a deep breath and be like, this is how I feel. I'm not trying to be perfect anymore. No, I am not. Okay. I am not fine. And just let myself crack down and crumble 
so that then I could rebuild. And it was not easy, but I also look back on it, reflect now, three years later, and go, wow, that was an extreme um, shift and transformation in my life and in my health and actually in a good way. And I think you guys were talking about, too, just being really conscious and mindful of, like, how you're taking care of yourself during this time. I didn't eat for three days after my brother passed, so that was clearly not taking great care of myself. But I also think that it was honoring my feelings and just listening intuitively to, like, what I needed and, and what I didn't want, apparently, um, and that then weeks, months to come later, I ended up realizing that this was a gift for my health because I finally was expressing myself, uh, and I miss my brother every single day. His ashes are sitting right here on the table next to me, um, but I've been able to find these little gifts that were not apparent right away, but then, you know, years, a year later, or so it was, like, amazing to see all these gifts that, that he had given me through his life. Well, you know, that makes me feel... Well, for one thing, I'm crying, but it makes me feel good because, um, you know, my dad did live a full, amazing life. He was not young. He was old. You know, he was older, 76. And um, for that, I'm very grateful. I, I can picture yeah. lots of lots of memories. And um, so mm-hmm. you just made me think of your brother and how he mm-hmm. was taken from you too soon. And that at yeah. least I can hold on to, you know, some happy moments that, that we were able to have because my dad did live so long. Yeah. Do you, do you believe in signs or anything like that? Yes, do you see I signs do. in your life? Yeah. So my brother shows up um, in, in interesting ways and they've kind of evolved over the past three years. But um, one that is very prominent for me is like, I, I feel him on my left side from time to time. And like, I'll get this buzzing and ringing in my left ear. And I'm like, okay, what are you trying to send me? What message are you sending me today? Uh, my mom, whenever she finds a dime on the ground, that's her sign from him. So we each have like different signs from him. Um, and then whales, that's another one that I receive from him is like the whale. I have a, a whale tattoo. And whenever I see a whale, I think of him. So have you seen any sort of signs yet? It's, it's still so soon in the process. Yeah, I'm pretty, ho- I'm pretty much holed up here in my house. So not mm-hmm. yet, um, but I'm sure, I'm sure they will because he was, he was so, such a profound uh person in my life and had such a profound Mm -hmm. impact on me and so many other people. So, you know, Mm -hmm. right now I'm still just kind of reading the Facebook comments and things. I get new ones all the time from people that I mean, just the the most random of people. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm sure I will. And, and I'll be able to look for them more, um, you know, soon. And you'll know, like for some people it's numbers, some people it can be dreams you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of exchanges and you'll know, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll know what yeah. happened to be like, ah, that's what that is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for yeah. some people it's butterflies, you know, I've, it's, it's just a very cool, uh, cool exchange, you know? Well, I hadn't mm-hmm. planned on talking about this on the show. I, it just I know, kind right? of happened. We, we really did not. Um, I was, doing fine and, and not crying and, and ready to get my game face on. And uh, I'm sorry to, <laughs> well, to hijack. Well, it seems as though the universe kind had of, a different plan. <laughs> yeah, it just came out. That I guess I evidently totally needed okay. to talk about this. So thank yeah, you, ladies. So. Um, 
Sarah, let's um, let's back up just a bit, if you don't mind, and mm-hmm. uh, tell the listeners a little bit about you. I know you have your own podcast and things, but the people that haven't listened to that, yeah. um, will you tell us, you know, your story and, and how you started Autoimmune Tribe? I know we just heard a bit, but will you back up and start yeah. there for us? Definitely. So, yeah, the, the end of my story is that my brother passed, and he, uh, that inspiration really is what drove me to actually start. You know, I think so many of us are um, stuck in that analysis paralysis and just afraid to take action, but that really pushed me forward. But a lot happened to lead up to that point. So uh, my journey with chronic illness began in about seventh grade, and I was diagnosed with stomach migraines the same year, um, within the same year of when my parents got divorced. And I was the oldest of four, and there I took on, and I don't blame my my parents. I, I think that we each interpret the world in our own way. But I took on this role of caregiver for my younger siblings and just really was like, okay, I'm going to be the parent. I'm going to be the, the consistency between mom's house and dad's house and the journey through their boyfriends and girlfriends. And uh, so I took a lot of uh, – I put a lot of pressure on myself. And that carried through high school, just like, you know, AP classes, getting A's, pushing myself to get A's and studying making the varsity soccer team, and and I ended up actually having to quit soccer because I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia around the age of 17, and I had seen about 17 doctors to to get that that diagnosis, and if any of your listeners have that same diagnosis, it can be a frustrating one because it's a little bit of a blanket diagnosis. They don't completely understand, they being science and practitioners, what what causes it and really how to treat it so what happened to me was okay I have this pain every single day I mean I came home crying to my mom being like please rub my back like help me like get rid of this pain and nothing helped and so the doctor said hey here's narcotics and so when one narcotic when the Vicodin wasn't working the I can't remember I think it was Darvisat like they would just give me a stronger one or a different one and so I was popping pills throughout the school day before soccer practice and because I was in so much pain. And then I, I hit a little bit of a low point with popping so many pain pills at the, the homecoming parade. And I just had accidentally taken too many because I was in so much pain that I passed out and puked uh, while I was watching this parade and my my girlfriends were like, are you okay? I'm like, no, no, not so much. So I went home. My mom was actually down the street watching the parade from a different place, which ended up working out nicely. But, um, yeah, I, I, so I weaned myself off of those pills because I, I realized that it, was, it wasn't helping. It wasn't getting to the root issue of why I was in pain. And um, then they, the rheumatologist I was seeing at the time, I had no idea of anything about, like, holistic alternative uh, treatments or anything like that. So I was just seeing a rheumatologist, and I had been prescribed Lyrica and Cymbalta, um, which are, are two popular prescriptions for fibromyalgia. And Cymbalta is actually an antidepressant, and that, that didn't work either. I mean, I was miserable. I was tired all the time. I lost my appetite. I felt like I was just like living in la la land. I didn't, wasn't able to focus. And so when I got to college, you know, here you are, you have like freedom and responsibility and you're living on your own. I was like, 
I'm going to do things the way I want to do them. And so I, you know, can't recommend this to anyone, but I went cold turkey on all those prescriptions and um, decided that I was going to search for alternative methods. And then I found yoga and I thought, okay, yoga, yes, this is what's going to heal me. It's going to be yoga. And, uh, you know, yoga is amazing. I still teach yoga now. Um, I've been teaching for about uh, eight years and, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful practice, but I, it was just like a different addiction. So like now I was addicted to yoga and so I these pain pills. And um, so again, I said, okay, this is not getting to the root cause of what's happening in my body. And then my health got a lot worse. I, I had panic attacks that were debilitating. I was afraid. I was in grad school by then and afraid to leave my apartment. I had developed melasma, um, vitiligo, so the, the loss of pigmentation in your skin, which is autoimmune disease. I got diagnosed celiac. I was having eczema that was just making, I, it was so embarrassing. I mean, my skin was raw. I, was ble- I would just bleed and be covered in Band-Aids when I went to class. And I had cystic acne. My stomach was blowing up every time I was eating. And I, I'm sure, again, maybe you and some of your listeners can relate to these just really uncomfortable symptoms. And um, even after getting diagnosed with celiac, I, I rebelled and I was I would still, like, order my late-night Domino's pizza sometimes because I did not understand. I really – I wasn't educated on what an autoimmune disease was or how uh, much trauma it could cause and inflammation it could cause in your body and lead to multiple autoimmune diseases. So I, I finally cut gluten out completely and then did full elimination diet, and then I was like, okay, this is it. It wasn't pain pills. It wasn't antidepressants. It wasn't yoga. It's going to be this elimination diet, like looking so hard for that quick um, silver bullet, you know. And um, so, you know, that (laughs) elimination diet, again, actually did wonders for me in finding out other food sensitivities and healing my gut. I was so miserable. I was not happy. I was not happy with myself. I did not like who I was. I I was um, angry, very, very angry, but I would never admit it to anyone, and it didn't come out in my, my relationship. So then that day, June 28, 2015, my, I got a phone call, uh, a lot of missed phone calls, actually, and I called my dad back, and he said, Jordan, Jordan's dead, and I, I, I completely broke down. I crumbled, and um, it was a moment of disbelief that my brother had actually committed suicide. I had just talked to him the day before and seen him about four days earlier. And I mean, that moment, that time we did spend together, well, it's so crystal clear to me still, just those last moments I was able to spend with him. But as I was saying, when we were talking about the loss of your father is that breaking down was a gift from my brother that breaking down was when I found the emotional side of healing it was when I decided to dive in deeper it was when I decided to practice healing my heart and actually investing in a coach and an energy healer and allowing my brother to be my spirit guide and just like opening up this entire universe of potential and possibility for healing that I had never considered before And then once I saw so many good results with that other side of healing, I thought, the world needs this. The world needs to know about this. And so I started Autoimmune Tribe. And here we are. It's been about uh, two years next month of Autoimmune Tribe. And I, like you said, host a podcast. I help women heal uh, 
through energetic, emotional, and spiritual modalities and build their holistic healing toolbox to look beyond food and really heal on a soul level. And it's, it's exactly what I think I was meant to do on this earth, put on this earth to do in this lifetime is just to, to serve in this way. And it fills my heart every day. And I love talking about it. So I appreciate the platform to be able to talk about it. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome because, you know, I mean, you know, looking for a sign or, or watching for signs, you know, I mean, there's a reason you're the guest today. You know, there is. Mm-hmm. totally. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and we didn't yeah. even know it. <laughs> That's what's cool about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. Yeah. It's so actually, what, what it's some... my... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's actually my dad's birthday today, too. Is that kind of oh. weird? Oh, wow. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. My dad called yeah. right this, literally like You're a minute. In... Oh my before gosh, and Tiff's dad called right before the show. Oh, Tiffany, right? oh, I'm going to start crying. Oh There's my gosh. There's a sign right there. Your dad <laughs> never calls, and, never and especially calls, before the show. Right. No, because he knows, right? He knows the show. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up because I was, you know, I was worried. I'm like, that's an unusual time or whatever. But that was just mm-hmm. another sign, right? So you're surrounded mm-hmm. by. I just had goosebumps. I feel like his friends are here with us. Total full body chills. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just need to take a moment in that. I, I, yeah. You know, I have a feeling we're going to have a few flower field moments today where it's just going to be dead <laughs> silence of like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, just awesome. Wow. I just have you to know, honor it. it. Yeah. Honor it and like, right? just relish in it, right? Like, let those, when I get those full body chills and goosebumps, that it's just like, you want to shut up and start talking for a second because you're like, ooh, I just want to feel this for a uh-huh. moment and, and be, pre- be present with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said, th- yeah. you know, you think about how especially people with, you know, thyroid autoimmunity got to this place. Much of it was because they were unable to express feelings and emotions or, you know, spiritual crisis and things like that in the past. That's how we got here. Right. So I think it's even more important to respect the process, you know, particularly with thyroid autoimmunity, respect the emotions, whether it be anger or sadness or whatever it is. Like that's, that's part of healing is being able to, to honor that moment instead of trying to change your emotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, there are people that but, say, well, what about, know, the, what about the angry and... one? What about that angry one? You know, you just got to live through mm-hmm. it. And, um, but that's not always, you know, it's so different when you're sad, you can move through that. And, but what the angry one is, uh, you know, I want to place blame and I want to, you know, I'm, it's not a pretty place to be in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that's also important, you know, for me is. personally, and obviously we could, we could talk about, you know, there's many people that have different philosophies on that. Some people say you shouldn't allow yourself to that place. You should move through it and find love and happiness and peace and positivity and whatever. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of disagree with that because I think that it's important to respect the anger as well. Now that doesn't mean that you go and lash out on that person or whatever, because obviously you know, anger for the most part is rooted in deep emotion. It's not logical. 
oftentimes it involves assumption and then you hurt people that you that you don't want to hurt and you and you love but I do think yeah. that it's important to honor the emotion of anger um, and I don't know how necessarily I think everybody could deal with it differently you know some people you know outlet physical activity right you know where yeah. they just you know, whether they're angry and they go and do their, you know, CrossFit or kickboxing or whatever it is. And then they leave and they're like, ah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> then there's other people uh, that do well with, with yoga and meditation and, and, and really trying to find that peaceful place. I think just like anything else that requires a, a self-evaluation of what's going to help you deal with that. You know, you with anger surrounded around your father I don't know, babe, whether you would meditate on that or, and ask for guidance. I mean, your dad is like, he's, he's larger than life now, Dana, than he ever was when he was on this earth. And he's still able to influence your thoughts and decisions and feelings. It's not a loss. It's a physical loss of your father. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't lose your dad. He's still there. Right. Right. You know, so maybe asking for guidance on from him on dad what should I do with these feelings and whatever I don't I think it's very different for everybody what do you guys think yeah I I agree with what you're saying that you know the the worst thing you can tell an angry person is to smile or be positive like right it doesn't work and it's like no I'm I'm just getting angry angry. I'm pissed (laughs) like sometimes I have a right to be pissed like I'm allowed to have these negative feelings and I um, yeah I agree with you I really do I, I think that if you block out the negative uh, or you know less accepted socially feelings that ultimately they're going to come to bite you in the ass later they're oh, going to yeah. come back up totally and they're going to come up in a, probably a stronger with so much force way and so that was me though I was always fine you know I was always fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine oh I would never be angry that's like not acceptable to be angry (laughs) and um, then I, I had this you know big cracking down and when I built myself back up I said I'm gonna let myself be angry when I feel angry but like you said it doesn't mean that you have to go cursing at everyone that cuts you off on traffic right like like taking it out on them it can be this outlet that you personally move through and I've actually um so work I actually I woke up angry this morning I was angry when I woke up this morning and I went and I was like not planning to go to the the gym and I have to be fairly careful with my workouts actually but I was like I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna lift some heavy ass weights and I'm gonna feel like I can let that anger out through lifting these weights and then I came back home and I feel I do feel better but other times I write a letter to anger and I say dear anger and I talk to it and I try to see what lesson anger is giving me okay so this experience of this emotion what is the deeper message in this anger? Because anger is usually, again, more of this, like, surface, this blanket of, like, something deeper right. that's bothering you or triggering your shadow. And so right. I love writing the letter because I feel like I get to understand that emotion that can be so, um, like, vol- vol- like, a volcano, right? Like, it can erupt. Um, but when we dissect it, there's really so much more message in that anger. So totally on board with you as far as just – even my, my brother is a great teacher of this. He, um, not, not specifically for anger, but just kind of emotion in general, would just sing so, like, you know, more than socially acceptable loud to songs. 
and especially in the car. I mean, he's just yelling to the song. And now sometimes <laughs> when I'm driving, I'll turn the music up because I do not have a good voice. <laughs> but I'll turn the music up in the car by myself, and I will just, like, scream the lyrics of these songs. And it feels so good. good. <laughs> yeah. That's me. That's a huge outlet for me is music, music and dance. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah. preferably would prefer it if people weren't watching. You know, my kids right. are like, uh, mom's lost her shit literally right now. <laughs> but What's then I can get over that now? moment. What's happening, right? Oh, they yeah. don't know it now. But I, I think, yeah. you know, that I think that outlet, you know, for me, I was just always expected to be you know, agreeable and complacent and, you know, anybody that knows me knows, anybody that knows me personally knows that Mm -hmm. my personality was designed for, you know, to question things. It's just the way it works. And so I think really that was a huge portion in me becoming ill was that I went against that. You know, I decided that, okay, I'm supposed to be mature. I'm almost 50 years old now. I really should be agreeable and and, and just think about everybody else first. And I really think in the grand scheme of things, that made me sick. I honestly mm-hmm. do. I do too. Mm-hmm. And in order, you have to be true to yourself. And we have to love the fact that not all of us were designed with the same personalities. And we have mm-hmm. to appreciate the fact that we have the peacekeepers and the lovers and the, the warriors and the ones that challenge and the, the legality you know, brains and all of these things are really part of a grand puzzle. And so instead Mm -hmm. of trying to make you like me or me like you, we have to respect that everybody has this process that's very different than something that we might have, you know, and that's that's like so in my face right now in my, in my own healing journey, you know, that trying to be something else or do it like another person would expect of me literally physically made me ill. Or what's just appropriate or, you know, because you were talking about how it doesn't have to be, you know, you have to go out and, you know, yell at people in traffic. You can, you know, go lift weights. But I think that, you know, just to be blatantly real here, um, I'm the one that wants to go out and yell at people in traffic. <laughs> I can't help it. You know, well, I get my temper from my dad. Then yell at I do. I, then he, yell had it. A temp- he had a temper. And so, like. And so that's the part of the anger side. I mean, I'm laughing, but it, it's not funny, but it is funny because I, yeah. I do, I get this side from my dad and he had a temper and I remember a lot of the temper. Um, it's not my favorite part about me or him, but then again, it connects me to him. So it's a really weird feeling that say, I have. It is what it is. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. That's actually I do. so, so beautiful. It's like you, we, it's a learned belief though, right? You just learned yeah. it from your dad. It's not, it's not inherently inside your no. genes. It's just something that you learn from him, but we continue to, with all limiting beliefs. So the belief is that I must be angry or, or that I have the, the belief is that I, I have this temper. I have this anger that I, you know, I want to be able to express. Then there's always something underneath that that serves us. And you just said it so beautifully, probably without even realizing, but um, that belie- that part that's benefiting you is it's a connection to your father. So mm-hmm. it's like makes you like him, makes you um, not um, like him as in like similar to him. Um, it makes you stay connected to him. And so it serves you in this way where it's like, I'm like my dad, 
and there's like this endearing kind of yep. peace in that. But then yeah. you probably, when you are yelling in traffic, you're like, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> like, right. I don't want to be an angry person, but here this is coming out. Um, but the belief might just be that I am, you know, I, I have a temper or I am angry uh, when it's certainly something that can be rewired in your thoughts. But then you, you have to then also rewire that connection to your, your father as well. It's like, okay, well, I can find other ways to be like him or connect to him other than this anger. Yeah, it's so many things to work through. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just uh, I'm kind of just letting myself, and my husband is so amazing. You know, he's so supportive. He loved my father like a dad. Mm-hmm. And um, so he understands. So I pretty much have free reign to, you know, run around in circles and pull my hair and or do whatever I need to do. <laughs> and so I will scream into a pillow sometimes because I totally get the like wanting to yell. And so yeah. I'll just take the pillow and I'll go, ah, you know, yep. oh, trying well, not to the, frighten the neighbors too much. <laughs> well, the day that the day that he passed, I, I was actually in a zoom meeting um, with my Mm-hmm. Uh, co-founder friend and uh, someone else uh, and I was just screaming just screaming you know and I'm sure the neighbors probably thought there was something going on over here and my poor son you know he had no idea what was going on and and uh, Jenny my co-founder said um, her husband had told her that you know it's it's more of like a gosh I just lost the word what's the word um, primal um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's people grieve differently, and um, oh yeah, and you know, it's very primal and it's very specific to each person. And I just was, yeah. And you know, at least I'm one of those people who I don't really care what other people think <laughs> because I pretty much mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, I really just don't. I've always kind of been that way. I've always had, you know, I've always been kind of unique and different, and but people either judged or liked me or didn't or ah. And I just really was like, oh, well, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, well, then don't stand close to me, you know? So mm-hmm, right. um, it's it's okay with me. Um, it's just so mm-hmm. weird. I'm thinking as you're talking about all these different phases and, you know, letting go of some things and grabbing hold of others. And I, and I really think, you know, it's really strange, but I'm in a better place now um, for my father to have passed than I was a year or two ago. I really, mm-hmm. really am. I don't like to admit it because I kind of just want to wallow and be sad and not mm-hmm. think that I'm going to be better because I just I'm in a sad place. But if I'm being truthful, I'm in a better place right now than I was just a year or two ago uh, with being able to handle mm-hmm. this and and being able to move through things so well and kind of define the things that I'm going through and accept them. And and, you know, I don't know. It's just a process. Mm hmm. Now, are you both diagnosed with thyroid disease or Hashimoto's? We are. We are, okay. I have Hashimoto's I, um, and Graves both. Oh, wow. That she likes to be different. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Opposite does. woman. I want Me my too. shirt, Anna, that says opposite woman. I know. I keep telling her I'm going to get her a shirt because something will happen and then a doctor or an expert will be talking about how generally blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking and texting, you know, behind the scenes, Tiffany, and I'm like, not you, because every time she's yeah. the opposite of whatever they say. So she's opposite woman. Right. But yes, we, 
Well, we I was have just going to give you a generalization, but tell me it's totally off. So I was going to say generally, again, this is not the case for everybody, but when I work with clients, when they have um, thyroid issues or uh, Hashimoto's, I tend to call it the, the people pleasers disease. And oh, yeah. it is uh-huh. um, when we have this feeling that we have lost, uh, lost our personal power, our purpose, our value, like our voice has been taken away from us, or we can't speak up for ourselves and um, create boundaries or speak our truth or express ourselves in a healthy way. Uh, And I I find that that is a very common theme, but again, not the case for every single thyroid um, patient. I would say that's very applicable for for both of us, wouldn't you, Dana? Mm -hmm. We've talked about that a million times, just, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would say that's I actually had very, a, very applicable. I had a client yesterday, too, who we were talking. She was like, I have all this. She doesn't have diagnosed thyroid issues, but she was feeling like she had, like, all this mucus in her throat. So it's the same area of the body, right? And uh, we were talking about how she was having a really hard time, sw- like, literally, we, this is a, you know, words we say in, in conversation, swallowing the truth, right? And so right. there was this, you know, information that she had this the situation in front of her that she was like having a really hard time digesting and swallowing and her throat literally felt like she couldn't swallow and so there's it's so interesting I've, I've been so fascinated the past few years as I've dove into this with my personal healing and just studying it and working with clients to see how these emotional um, sides of, of illness and roots of illness can then show up in these physical symptoms or eventually even, you know, chronic illness and autoimmune disease. But, um, yeah, that feeling of, like you've lost your power, purpose, value, or someone's taken it away from you uh, is definitely a common theme that I've, I've seen in, in my work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with you like 2,000%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then it becomes like, so I talk a lot about the throat chakra as well. So now, and that's all the things I just mentioned, those different characteristics, that's all related to your throat chakra too, that specific energy center of your body. And so when I talked about, okay, how do we heal this? Okay, how can we balance your throat chakra, that, that wheel of energy that is in your subtle energy body, not your physical body, and get that into balance? And then also take like just really simple actions like being able to say no or feeling like you can step into your power or express yourself artistically or whatever creative outlet feels really good for you. Like you, we were saying dance or singing, like all of that helps to balance the throat chakra to start to bring it back into alignment. Um, I've been fortunate in that I haven't had thyroid issues and I just had my my like comprehensive whole lab work done just to make sure not that long ago but I've had a lot of other areas of my body affected and um, one of which was my skin I've had so many issues with my skin and uh, you know I talked about it before I got vitiligo melasma cystic acne and it's just it it really um, affects your confidence and self-love and I realize now that all of that, that I've, I've, you know, almost entirely cleared up my face. I, as I speak, I still have like, I've woke up with a new zit this morning, you know, but um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful teacher as I've been healing this to learn to love myself just 
despite um, all of these things, with all of these things, with my imperfections, and all of the, the skin issues that I've experienced have really taught me to get over being a perfectionist and just let myself, my unicorn flag fly <laughs> and just be me. And it feels so liberating to, to um, do that emotional healing and then see some of the physical symptoms like, you know, um, some of the, the pigment or the acne then resolve itself. And it, every part of the body has a different, again, general association with an emotion or an experience or, or it's like the power be ta- being taken away. Uh, and it's just, it's so fascinating to me. I, I, it's, and it's been transformational in my personal healing. Hmm. Everybody okay? It sounds like someone fell over. Sorry. Sorry. You never know with me. No, I did not fall out of my chair. That was my son. So um, anyway, uh, I, uh, it's so strange to have you on the show today in the, in the best way. My words are kind of jumbled. They were jumbled before, but now they're really jumbled um, because it feels like this was supposed to be, this was supposed to be. And, and I, and I am just kind of like listening to you and just sitting and resonating and trying to kind of move through some things. And it feels really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a terrible, Mm -hmm. it's terrible what we went through and, you know, the whole thing, horrible. Yeah. Well, Sarah, Sarah, let me ask you when your, when your brother passed away and of course, you know, neither Dan and I had an opportunity to say it, but oh my gosh, we're so sorry for your loss. But when your brother passed, did you find any types of meditations or crystals? I know you work a lot with essential oils, you know, Mm -hmm. that you found, you know, rituals or different things that you found um, exceptionally opening for you during that time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would you you mind sharing those with us? Of course. Yeah. They are my world now. So (laughs) they are used every single day. Um, I say meditation, absolutely. Specific types of meditation, not necessarily. Just getting quiet. And getting quiet was honestly really scary in the beginning because I was like, what thoughts are going to creep up? Do I really want to feel those those emotions, those feelings? And um, once I got the courage to start my reconnect to my, my meditation practice after my brother passed, I, I realized that in meditation, that was my time to, to connect and open up a channel to him. And so it, it has then become something that has been, I look forward to. It's, it's no, no longer something that's scary. I love guided meditations, um, but not necessarily any specific. I'm a very visual person. So sometimes I make up my own visualization and like little journey and I just see where my intuition takes me when I close my eyes. And other times I turn on a recording. Um, I, I love Rebecca Campbell's meditations. She's just a beautiful, beautiful soul. Um, and she has some free meditations, but there's one called light sourcing that you can download from her website and, um, now I have a lot of my own guided meditations that I offer to my community as well. And then um, oils. So I didn't find oils until after my brother passed, 
but when I did, um, it was initially for their physical healing properties, right? So these are all just medicine from the earth, from plants and roots and herbs, and it's just so natural. And and I see it as a gift from Mother Earth to, to help us human beings heal in a more natural way. And I've really just completely make made over my entire like medicine cabinet, my beauty products, you know, body, um, anything that touches my skin really. And then the air that I breathe, I even like I'm diffusing the oils to help clean the air. But as far as healing from grief, um, I found that an oil can really transport you and each Mm -hmm. oil has its own unique frequency, its own unique properties and when you just close your eyes, and you don't even have to use a drop. That's, that's it's so affordable, right? So you just open the bottle and you breathe in. <laughs> breathe it. And, yeah, and I actually, while we were chatting, I put on this elevation that's the joyful blend. And, I, you know, I just breathe it in. And you are, you're, like, transported to this different place or maybe just a different emotion that you start to feel when you do take that deep breath in. So I loved that, and, and there there are oils that are specifically even um, kind of cultivated and blended together for grief, um, like this Console blend from doTERRA. But I look at my shelf, and I've got pretty much every oil now, but I just look at it intuitively each morning. I pull an oil off of the shelf, open the bottle, take a deep breath in, an intentional breath, and, like, let that transport me to a place that, that is really beautiful. And the same thing with crystals. I think that um, a lot of people write crystals off in the beginning as like this woo-woo thing that's only for witchy people. <laughs> I mean, I, I own my inner inner witch, but I, um, I have tr- tried to bring light to the chronic illness community that there is science behind this. It's called vibrational medicine, and I've studied it a lot. And it's um, not the easiest reading, and it requires a lot of um, quantum physics, but I'm a nerd at heart, so I love learning. And uh, the vibration of these crystals can help align your uh, chakras as just an example that's easy to kind of uh, explain. So let's use throat chakra because I know most of your listeners, I would assume, are dealing with thyroid issues. And so Blue is going to be the color. Um, so color has frequency. And so that frequency of blue is the same frequency of the spin or oscillation of the throat chakra in your subtle energy body. And so to balance that throat chakra, you know, surrounding yourself with blue is really amazing. But also just the color blue, whether you're wearing blue or blue walls or whatever it is. But then blue crystals. And my favorite for, for thyroid health is blue lace agate. And uh, I will do my entire chakras, well, the main chakras, which are seven, and I'll put that blue crystal on my throat and uh, allow the the energy of the crystal to help realign the energy of my human body. And so crystals, you know, I'm sure we've all felt at least a rock in our life, and it's like it's hard. It has structure. It's geometrically much more crystalline and perfect than us humans who are you know, swallowing and eating and drinking water and then we're digesting and we're, we're having excretion and, and we're breathing in air and like we're constantly fluctuating whereas these crystals hold this geometric shape pattern frequency very, very perfectly. Um, and so during grief, I was just naturally attracted to grounding crystals because it's like your energy is so 
I don't, I don't know if I have words for it. <laughs> Your energy is not grounded, I guess. Maybe it's just the, same with the, the opposite of what it is. So I did not feel grounded. And uh, black crystals, red crystals, smoky quartz, um, black tourmaline is one of my favorites, red jasper. These are all grounding crystals that can help you just like literally come back down to earth and come back into your physical body when you feel a little dissociated from it because of the intense emotions of grief. And then after I got through that very tumultuous period that at least for me was those first several weeks of just feeling so many strong emotions, then I wanted to connect with my brother more and Purple crystals are going to be crystals that are, are like amethyst, as an example, uh, help us connect into our intuition. And so that was where I was like, okay, like I, I, one of you said this, that like he's not truly gone. His physical body, he's no longer in his physical body. Same with my brother. Like he's no longer in his physical body, but almost every single day. And I believe that that soul lives on. And so I, I use the, those purple crystals and amethyst is my favorite to connect to him, um, whether I'm holding that in meditation or I'm wearing it as jewelry. So there's, I mean, there's just endless ways to utilize a lot of these tools, but those are just a, a few ideas to get your listeners kind of uh, wet their palate and get them thinking. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm thinking now. <laughs> <It works>. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. How you doing, honey? Where you're you feel like you're miles away right now, Dana. Yeah, I'm I'm but I'm enjoying this and I needed it and mm-hmm. um I think this is powerful for our listeners, um, uh, because we don't ever talk about this kind of stuff. So no, I'm just yeah. trying. To, I'm just trying to when I can, and then you know, that's it. Because there's a lot of times I'm over here just tearing and crying, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of working through it. But um, the grounding crystals, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look for some of those because I think that would be very helpful. But I did have some wonderful amethyst, so I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah, you could even put that, um, depending on if it's uh, tumbled, meaning, you know, smooth crystal or raw, that means it's pokey. So if it's tumbled, you might even put it under your pillow or maybe just under like that first bed sheet um, or even just underneath your bed to help connect in your dreams as well. It's a fun way to do that with the, mm. the stones good for intuition. Um, the grounding stones you can place at the bottom of your feet during meditation. Uh, you can wear them. You can hold them. They're also great ones to put under your bed or even in the corners of your home to ground the energy of your house if you feel like uh, you're – so, for example, my brother took his life in my mother's house, and I stayed there for two weeks after losing him just to support my mom and do, you know, the memorial service and everything, and I wanted to be there. And it still felt like his energy was kind of, like, strongest there, and I really – I wasn't ready to let go of that. Um but it also felt very, um, very ungrounded in, in many respects as well. So that was a, a beautiful moment for me to be like, okay, let's like, number one, cleanse the energy of this house with like some sage and then put some grounding crystals in this home so that we can start to ground our own emotions and not avoid them. That's so 
different grounding is different from avoiding, but just ground them so that they might not feel so tumultuous um, or like uncontrollable. Uh, and instead it's like when that deep, deep sadness comes up, I can, I can still fully express it, but I don't have to feel like I'm like going insane with this sadness. So um, yeah, even just within your home is a beautiful way to use the crystals, crystals as well. Right, and I think I think it's really important to to mention that you don't want to necessarily <clears throat> alter the emotion, right? You want to you want right. to move through it. In other words, yeah, you know, um, that's why when you know houses when people pass in them or or different areas, like you said, you walked into you know, with the home felt very ungrounded. It's important to, um, and I can't think of the words to say it, but in other words, move through that. You don't necessarily want to shift the space instantly. It's important for the emotions and things that are involved in that space to be able to move through and move on. Does that make sense? Like it's a process rather than, okay, we just need to shift this from negative to positive and it's going to happen quickly. Sometimes there's a process in that, in that moving through that. Does that make sense? Uh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it the way it's in my head. No, I but love it. That, I couldn't agree yeah. more, though. I know what you're like saying. You have, like you have to fully really experience yeah. it. Like, be right. in that moment. Be in that experience. Because too often, mm-hmm. I believe, that we do shift or we, we force. Is it maybe a force. better, there stronger you go. word? That's the, perfect. We force it from, you know, the, we're like, oh, this is a negative emotion. We identify it or we label it as a negative emotion. And we've been taught and conditioned that negative emotions are not acceptable or we're not loved if we get angry or crying means that we're annoying or whatever it is. So we say, bam, I I identify this negative emotion. I'm going to immediately shift it into a positive one and not experience that negative emotion at all. And that's, I believe, again, it's a slippery slope because then that negative emotion, it's not that it it just disappears, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to store that in my thyroid or I'm going to store that in my gut or I'm going to store that in my muscle tissue. And then you do that for years and years and years. I mean, chronic illness is not something that is developed in a week. It is something that is right. that builds up over time in, in years and years and years. And then you may have an experience that um, is the tipping point for you. For example, one of my tipping points was going to India and getting a parasite and getting very, very ill. Uh, I have a client who one of her tipping points was doing just like a 5K run, walk, race, and, and her house was never the same after. But was it that race or was it that parasite that shifted everything? No. Like it was years and years and years of pushing all this under the surface over and over and over again and not, yeah, forcing it away and not experiencing it fully. And I, and I think it's really important too, like that relationship with you and your brother and, and would be applicable mm-hmm. to Dana with her father as well as you had to honor the space that he was in when, when he did that, you know what I'm saying? That's part of him moving on or not moving yeah. on, but moving forward moving on is not a good mm-hmm. way, but moving forward, you ha- almost yeah. have to, to feel that to, to be able to help yourself move forward for him to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's an important process Yeah, to be able it to is. respect those emotions. You know, like you said, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, we just, you can't feel that. We can't go there. This is, 
this is a bad place to be. I mean, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah, important. I think it's I, I mean, and it's not even I think important. So I think it's critical. I think it's critical it to to experience it, it honestly. Because you know, mm-hmm. you go you do have that. You know, we, we have kids and and you know, it's like you have that extreme, like we're they're being like happy or cranky or whatever and you're like, Well just be happy, you know? And I'm 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 using that very loosely and generally to relate to the fact that there's no possible way I can go from being this sad, you know, horrible, you know, space that I'm in to just happy. And you kind of think, you know, society kind of teaches us that, you know, you can just, it's a mindset shift and just, you know, change it. But I don't think that's always the healthiest way to do it. I think moving through it, knowing that you want to get to that happy place and working Mm -hmm. towards that is healthier than just going, okay, you're right, I need to stop crying, and okay, let's just smile and be happy. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, sometimes that works, but you know what I mean. In the place that I'm in right now, and sometimes, you know, the thyroid patients and things like that, where they're at in different places, sometimes it's okay just to be there. Mm-hmm. Just to be there. It's just okay to, to be there. And if you look at even certain religions, right, that space is actually very important to hold in order right. for people to be able to move on and, and deal with it. In other words, if you just go about your business, yeah, whatever, okay, this just happened, and, and it is what it is. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to just go about my business. I think that actually is a, is a perfect uh, recipe, so to speak, for an autoimmune condition rather than taking the time to grieve intensely. You know, if you look at, at certain religions, they grieve very intensely for a short mm-hmm. period of time, and then they grieve you know, in a less intense place for a little bit longer, and then they're Mm -hmm. able to move on. And that's important for both the person on earth as well as the person that's moving, moving on. You know what I mean? Like it's important to hold that space and to feel that anger or, or, you know, love, anger, grief, you know, all of those emotions, because my God, grief, I think, you know, covers them all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think it's, it's critical in, in healing to be able to, to hold that space and to honor it and not try to change it. And, and to honor yeah. it. That's, that, was, that was the fact that I left out or the point that I left out a moment ago. Thank you for, for saying that, Tiffany, mm-hmm. because not only do we need to wallow in it and it's okay to be there, but we need to honor it and not, mm-hmm. not make it like it's a bad thing. It's just part of the process, you know. I love mm-hmm. that. That really helps. Yeah. You know, I remember when my mom was passing, you know, I had people with, you know, uh, my mom passed when my fourth child was six weeks old. And I had people that were actually angry with me that my children were watching my mom pass. I mean, she had Alzheimer's and, and literally their, a, a, a large part of their childhood was taking care of my mother in this. And I had people that were angry with me. They're like, how can you make this a part of your children's childhood? You know, and I would like, what? And my mm-hmm. kids, I swear to you, are so different. Like, they're so intuitive because I think that they've seen that whole degradation and death space. You know what I mean? They're much more intuitive, much more perceptive. You know, I look at it now as it was a gift, you know, where we want to, we want to, you know, take people that are ill and put them away in a different space so that we don't have to watch it. And I think mm-hmm. when we, by doing that, we've unfortunately dissociated 
with a process that we're all going to experience. It's almost like we haven't been given the tools to be able to, to deal with it. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's really a phenomenal process and, and, you know, I don't want to say that, that death is a gift, but when people move on, it's not like, it's not the end of you. It's just a, a shedding of a, of a, a, a vessel that, you know, the soul moves yeah. on and continues. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing that requires a lot of, of honoring space. That's just my, my, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. I think a lot of loved ones. No, it's, it, that's hard. I've had to reconcile that in my own mind too, that it's like, I talk so much about my brother and I don't talk a lot about how sad I was, even though it's the saddest I've ever been in my life. I talk about the gifts that he's given me since then. And I talk about how he serves as my guide and my inspiration to, to move forth and like step into this role of, of being a, a healer and a, just holding space for women, women to heal from chronic illness. And there's, there's so much beauty in it. And, I think we get a choice. We get to choose whether we want to see the beauty or we want to see the darkness. And um, there's, there is both (laughs) and there, there always will be both and you can easily see the darkness. It's sometimes harder to see the beauty. And uh, it was definitely hard to see that beauty in the, in the, in the immediate aftermath of this. But um, I've chose very intentionally now, again, three years later, to use him as this inspiration and continue to be open to receive his guidance and messages and signs. And that brings me so much peace where if I had chosen and, and honestly, other mom, other family members have chosen this other path because we all have free will and we get to choose how we, we, not that like you're going to grieve no matter, no matter what, but you get to choose kind of like how you're going to react to those right. emotions that come up. And so some of them have chosen to see this as something that just makes them a victim. Well, I lost this person in my family. And so I'm a victim of this and there's nothing good that could possibly have come from this. And so I'm going to see it as this dark, dark thing that I will never heal from. And that is absolutely one way, one choice that you can make. And for me, that never felt right. It never felt good. And so I chose to see the gifts. And I I probably, I might even overemphasize them sometimes because I I do try to avoid that that pain. Um, But there are days, especially like um, his birthday was August 17th or would have been his 29th birthday. And like those days, you, it all comes up. Like there, you feel that darkness again, and, and you you grieve all over again. And that that to me is okay. I, I honor that. Like we were talking about, I honor those moments. But in general, I, I've chosen to see some of the the gifts of this. So I, I get what you're saying. It sounds wrong to say that death is a gift, but I think that you can get a gift from it if you're open to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love that. That does guys are um very cathartic for me today thank you so much mm-hmm. i um i just wanted to say my dad passed the day before his uh your brother's birthday so mm-hmm. there's a lot of going on there here are. right now uh, so many you know yes you know. yes hmm. yeah my dad do- my dad was 
I don't know, you probably saw on my Facebook, Sarah, I don't know, but he was mm-hmm. an amazing man, and um, and it's hard. Um, but knowing he lived a full, happy life, um, it just makes me grateful. You know, I, I wasn't able to be grateful, you know, two hours ago, but now I am. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with you and with Tiff mm-hmm. and with the show today. So I thank you. And I really hope that when people are listening to this show, this is a really special one for me because these are real life things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know you have a podcast and there's a ton of mm-hmm. podcasts out there, whatever. Tiffany and I have always tried to make it be so real. And, yeah. you know, sometimes our audio our audio is funky and sometimes our, you know, <laughs> and that's just our life. It's just our, it's just the way it happens. I mean, I guess we're doomed to have technical issues every time we have a show. I don't know, cause, maybe because we're going live and we can't, and we can't, you know, edit or whatever. I don't know, but um, it really, uh, it just really helps. Um, you know, we wanted it to be very real. And so this is just a real chat and honoring your feelings and, um trying to move past some and not be limited in them and I'm just I'm very grateful. I'm in a I'm in a full whole heart place while my heart is broken. If that is even possible. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of dichotomies I feel like that you think are never possible and don't make any sense, but then you have that experience of loss and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> this is possible." <laughs> and, oh, right. Uh you you just roll with it (laughs) yeah 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 definitely (sighs) okay well yeah so we've never I've never said this you know during the show I don't think but you know if you're listening to the show and it's resonating with you you know when we hang up or when you stop listening just take a few minutes and let some of the, the things that we've said or that you've heard today you know, settle in on you um, and just, you know, maybe don't move and just kind of close your eyes and just let just feel that and be present because um, there were some profound things mentioned and talked about and uh, very helpful tips and things to kind of work through things. So yeah. and anyway, it's coming to me right now, but it's also really important to point out that it's, it's never too late to feel a, a loved one who has passed away. Just, you know, if it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, your grandma, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it's, it is never too late to take a moment and and really intentionally feel that person. I think that's, you know, it was just really important for me to say that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, we're, I didn't we're all... It's been 10 years to... Mm-hmm. Huh? I'm feeling so strongly that we're all really tapped into our intuition over this hour or so and just like it's almost just being downloaded through us what needed to be said versus what might have been planned or what it would have been expected Absolutely. It's just coming forth and the, the one thing that I was just feeling as you two were feeling your own things was that um, it, it feels like the listeners would benefit from just taking their hands to any place on their body that feels like it needs like a little bit of love or comfort or acceptance. And like you were saying that just a couple moments to sit still, but bringing your hands to that place as you do sit still to just let it all process and all digest in a, in a healthy way. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I love this Me show. Too. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> this is so oh, fabulous. Just, 
such a beautiful so, show. So cool. I mean, it really, it really has, and and just completely, yeah, amazing. Sure, we can't wait for Before we let you go, though, what anything mm-hmm. on the horizon? Have a book, I believe. Anything you want to share with us coming up for you? Mm-hmm. Yes, book in the process, details to come, mm-hmm. anything yet, but I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I do have my, my own podcast that I host. It's called Healing Uncensored in the, in the spirit mm-hmm. of how you ladies operate. Also, just uncensored, uncensored unfiltered, unedited, the, the re- real talk, right? Real talk. Ooh, love it. it. Phones ring and chairs fall, whatever, whatever it is. So I'd love for right. your listeners to come check out the Healing Uncensored podcast and just um, I'm Autoimmune Tribe on social media. So at Autoimmune Tribe, I especially hang out Instagram. I love hanging out Instagram story and just sharing parts of my own healing and life and experiences that I have. Uh, and I do have a program that I will be launching here in the next week or two. So if you want to hear what it is when it does get launched, just go over and follow my Instagram and it'll be posted there. Thank you. Thank you both again so, so much. Oh, much love and light, and we're so grateful. Oh, goosebumps. Thank you. Thank you. We'll chat some more later. Thank you so much. Have a fabulous day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. I don't even know what to say on that one. That, That was a complete... Uncensored. Not what we, well, not what we yeah, thought that right? Was. No. That was awesome. And the beauty yeah, of that was I mean, completely unplanned. That's the universe. That is that is how the universe works, whether you want to call it the universe, collective consciousness, God, whatever it is that resonates with you. That is what that is. I mean, that is what all all people need to realize is that we are not alone in this journey and there's multiple souls and angels or whatever you want to call them that guide us on a daily basis that we forget about. We forget that we are not alone in all of this and, and we'll be guided. Right. You know, God is guiding you. I, and I have been friends and we've been doing the show for three and a half years and Tiffany knows that my dad called a lot. You know, I lived in Costa Rica, so I didn't get to see him then. And um, even when we lived here in Colorado, they were still in Texas. And so I didn't get to see him. Tiffany's father lives close, and she hopefully gets to see him. But um, my dad called, and we FaceTimed. And it happened many times when Tiffany and I were on the phone together that he would call. We were on the show together, or we were just talking. And I would be talking to Tiff, and they would FaceTime me. or And so... It's really very, very interesting to me that, I mean, with a minute to go before the show started, your dad called. He has never mm-hmm. called when I have been on the phone, not one time. Never, ever have I even heard you say, because I'm not around you. I'm, I'm, it's when we're on the phone. So I've never right. heard you say, hold on, that's my dad. Not one right. time. And right. I think that is amazing. It's so cool. I'm just. And it was Sarah's dad's birthday today. I mean, right? You know, it's just I. This is, I miss my daddy. This is the beauty. This is the beauty, honey. Your daddy is still there. Still there. I know. I know. 
I know. It's just that doesn't make it any easier right now, but I do know. I know. Okay, so let's just move on because it's time. I need to straighten up a little. You need to go cry, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my son wants to hang out with me for a little bit uh, before he starts his online school for the day, so I'm going to go do that. That will make me happy. Okay, guys, this has been a really different, amazing show um, for this, um, listening and staying with us during all this. Um, did we mention our sponsor, um, Thrive Probiotic? I don't think we did. did we just get back? We're, on, we're yeah. on a whole different level today. Please check out thriveprobiotic.com. Amazing probiotic, very unique. Over the counter, you don't need a prescription, all the good stuff, gluten, soy, corn, just really good. They have a fabulous blog. Check them out thriveprobiotic.com, lots of studies, very concrete science, uh, good stuff. Yeah. And be sure to check out thyroidrefresh.com, our first 30-day wellness adventure played like a game. Uh, We'll be launching in September. We're very, very excited. It's unlike anything out there that you've seen or done. Um, It's not just a regular program. You, You score yourself and you have teammates and you get points for the day and rewards and badges and it's really really cool we designed it to help simplify your thyroid lifestyle and um, it's very neat so please check it out and as always thank you for listening Tiffany and I love to do this show we really really do each week is so different and uh, we're grateful that you listen and if you like the show please leave us a little review on iTunes that always helps And while you're there, you can download some past episodes or check us out on Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. And most importantly, we always close the show with this. I think it was even more um, stated in this particular show. This is life. This is what happens. You have to honor the process, the emotions, the anger, the grief, the love, the happiness, the joy, whatever it is. Because if you don't, then it builds and, and we become ill. So your body is a brilliant design that's unique to you. You need to make sure that you're always listening and communicating with it in order to be healthy. Be mindful of what it is telling you. It is your greatest resource to health. Yes, it is. <sighs> Wow, great show. I just got a little teary. Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. I just can't help it. Uh, This is Dana. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. Great show. See you next time. Have a wonderful week.